So we'll go three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Purple Octopus Red Sweater. I am Wes, joined as always by my co-host Evan. Evan, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Doing pretty well. Hanging in there. And and we have a very special guest today, a former Windsor Spitfire, Owen Sound Attack, and Niagara Ice Dog. And he was also a Fayetteville Fire Ant. And he's currently a member of Team Canada's softball team. Uh, we're joined by Kyle Nectel. Kyle, how you doing? Good, boys. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, thanks for coming Kyle, on, buddy. Kyle, no you're kind of going to be on our wall of fame as the first uh, guest <laughs> in this podcast. So well, happy to have you. Aim, aim a little higher next time, but I'll take it for sure. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe if this was uh, 2004 and I still had my uh, Kyle Nectel fan club t-shirt, it could go up on the wall there. Hey, there you awesome. go. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, it, was, uh, it was a good time playing in Windsor for sure. And going to school with you and uh, a few of the other boys, we, we definitely had some good times. There's no doubt. Except for that one fucking mutt that ran amok in the NHL, eh? But... <laughs> <laughs> well, he was... Uh, Downey is an interesting character. There's no doubt about that. He uh, yeah certainly found him found himself in trouble often. But I mean, at the you know, it, it, he has, the guy's got a really good heart. He is a really good guy. He just uh, you know couldn't uh, yeah. couldn't help himself sometimes. That was all. Yeah, for sure. He had some problems, you know, dude. But you know, I think that whole good career for out of himself made a good living, and uh, you know, obviously, obviously he still has a little bit of some yeah. problems going on, but. But I do hope for the best for him. I, well, hey. Do you ever still now? Do you ever still talk to anybody from uh, Windsor from the Spets? Not a lot. I've I've talked to guys here and there, but not not uh, consistently by any means. I think it's one of those things with hockey. You know, those guys that I played with forever. If I was to see them today, it would be no different than you know it was when we were playing. That's the kind of nice thing is you you know even though you don't talk to people consistently, you never really lose the. You know, the uh, the relationships you had because you just stepped right back to where you're like you're in the dressing room again. So it's kind of a nice thing uh, that I find yeah. that, especially with hockey, that, that's definitely the case. Yeah, the, kind of the camaraderie and everything just comes back, the brotherhood. Yeah, just, you know, even though you... But I, I guess you probably have... don't... I, be, I guess you probably don't run into too many... Uh, sorry, sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I was just saying, it's just it's one of those nice things is you don't have to, you know, see somebody all the time uh, in order to, you know, you just pick up where you left off, kind of, you know, how many ever years ago, and things are things roll. It's kind of easy that way. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're probably not running into too many former teammates up in Air, Ontario, are you? <laughs> uh, no. No, we uh, small town, <laughs> go, get, getting getting bigger by the day it seems, but uh, we do have a a kid uh, that that's from Air, kind of just lives around the corner for me. He's actually playing for Guelph Storm, so that's pretty cool. Really, oh, yeah, that's uh, really, right. really good. Yeah, really good good family and really good kid. I'm actually myself and my uh, daughter. She's just two and a little bit now. We're gonna go watch him play on Saturday, so that's uh, be a, be a good time. Oh, that's fun. Just right in Kitchener. Or? Uh, no, he, it's, we're going to the Guelph, the game in Guelph. They play Kitchener tonight oh, okay. in Kitchener and then Guelph in, uh, in Guelph on Saturday. So we're going to go to the game in Guelph. All right. That's cool. Now, yeah. uh, who, who was probably your, your favorite teammate ever in the OHL? Oh gosh. That's a, that's a tough yeah, question. I, I, I right don't on the know spot. if I, yeah, I don't know if I can really pick one. I mean, I played with a lot of good, 
good people, uh, you know, obviously good players. Um, you know, I had good, I, I really never had a problem getting, uh, getting along with people. So I never really had any issues, you know, with anybody for that matter, even, you know, even, even Downey and the guys that were a little bit wild, I never had problems. I got along good with them. So <laughs> I, to, to, to pick one as a favorite, I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, okay. You know, yeah, that's fair for the most, but you, yeah, I, I like, a lot of good guys like Cal O'Reilly's a great guy. Like even, I mean, I got along great with Downey and then, uh, you know, in Owen sound, there's Mike Angelitis and Andre Sequeira, uh, Bobby Ryan, and then Mississauga, uh, you know, I've hung out with Oscar Osala and, uh, the other goalie, Luke Lobsinger. So I, yeah, I can't tell you one specifically, but just, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of good people, no doubt. Yeah. So, so if you don't mind, we'll touch just on that for a sec, just cause, uh, you know, Bobby with, uh, playing with Bobby, you know, like such a skilled fucking player at that age, and you know, second yeah. only to Sidney Crosby in the draft. And... Yeah, he was. He's obviously exceptionally talented, and uh, you know, a really good guy. Kind of, um, you know, he he was just yeah, just a really good guy, and he's he was uh, he was fun to be around, and obviously his his abilities were were crazy, especially in in junior where. Uh, you know, he was strong and, and, you know, the NHL is a little bit different, but in, in junior, he could basically do what he wanted when he wanted. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he was, uh, it was certainly a good guy to be around and, um, you know, just, just a really, really nice guy. You were always the kind of guy that you were pretty mellow and a, a lovable guy. You, I, I feel like you and uh, O'Reilly could have just kind of got along with everybody because you had to go. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you know, I like I said, I never really had a problem with any any teammates, but I, I seem to get along with pretty much all of them. And, you know, I don't. Uh, yeah, I was exactly it. I'm not I don't get too excited about a lot of things and just kind of easy going. So it was uh, it was easy to get along with guys. Yeah, Kyle, we talked about or mentioned a couple of your teammates, yeah. but, uh, you know, Josh Bailey, Sakara, uh, Brian yeah. Bickle, got to stay in the cup, not a big deal. Who was probably. Um, you know, a guy back then that maybe like developed the most, uh, you know, that you probably didn't see becoming um, well, an NHL namesake. I would say Josh Bailey, uh, and only because when I played with him, he was 16, and he was like the skinniest kid you've ever seen. Uh, you know, ability and he wasn't still is. Just, yeah, well, you could tell that he had some serious ability, no doubt about that. Like he was. Right. You know, he was very, very skilled, and his puck skills and stuff were, were fantastic. He was, I mean, he's incredibly intelligent and, and things like that. So you could see that, that there was ability, but he was just a scrawny 16-year-old kid. He wasn't very – and, he, and he's, he grew a lot, too. He wasn't very tall or anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, three years later, he was – you know, he, he, he grew and he got stronger, and then he was dominating because his skills were never never a question. So, you know, it, it wasn't that you didn't think he was going to be a good player. It just He just wasn't uh, – Developed at that age, right? He Got wasn't. It. He and wasn't then, uh, built like an athlete as a teenager. Yeah, exactly. He was just a scrawny kid that was happened to be very, very talented. I think West cutting out there. Oh, there uh, you go. Especially somebody that could. Especially like Cal never looked like he was much of a hockey player. Especially somebody that could, you know, do what Cal no. could do on the ice in the OHL. Yeah, he ca- same idea with Cal. He was, you know, very, very slight. And, uh, you know, he, he certainly wasn't weak, but he just wasn't, like, physically strong, like, physically built like some of the other guys. And then, again, as time went on and as he got older, he obviously, you know, he he got got a lot stronger and, and you know, things went, went very well for him, of course. 
Yeah, for sure. He's got a few a uh, few games under his belt, and he got to play with his brother. <laughs> Fuck, his brother is he ever good, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. His brother certainly had a good, uh, great career, and you know, been pretty fortunate to to be in some good spots. Obviously, you won a Stanley Cup there a couple of years ago, which is you know the ultimate goal for everybody. So yeah, he's been uh, been. Yeah, that's fortunate. what we all grew up wanting. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to touch on your time in Fayetteville because if memory serves me properly, you were roommates with Robbie Sitch, weren't you? That is a fact. And uh, and oddly enough, Rob Sitch and I played on the same baseball team, the Toronto Orioles, for quite a few years together as well. So uh, you want to talk about Wild, there's, there's the definition of it. Oh, yeah. Well, he was big on the Chiefs. When I, I had gone to uh, Junior B Chiefs camp uh, yep. one year, he was a big player. And it was like, yeah, he was unbelievable. Now, do you remember oh, yeah. his? Do you remember his sister being a teacher with uh, Dufour? I do. Oh I do. God, yeah. wasn't she a fucking yeah. rocket? Yeah, she. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, he is, uh, you know, obviously a great player, and and he's a great ball player too. Uh, he's certainly wild. There's no doubt. He uh, he's quite quite a guy. But yeah, again, same same as uh, you know, he 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 did a lot of things that maybe. Maybe he shouldn't have done from time to time, but at the, you know, he, same, same idea. Great, great guy, great heart would do anything for you. He just, uh, you know, just like to find trouble once in a while is all. Yeah. But we're, you know, we're, we were young, man. We could get off the rails once in a while. It was no big yeah. deal. Now yeah, we're no. older and we got to settle ourselves or some of us do anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, I know, you know, typically when you talk to goalies, you got to ask the question, you know, what were some of the weird things that you did? Because goalies are creatures. Um, <laughs> you have any like pregame rituals or any weird yeah. things? And if not, what about teammates? Like, what's like the weirdest yeah. ritual that teammate goalies? Yeah, like I, I, I don't think I did anything too crazy weird, but I certainly had uh, a routine that I followed. And, and even still, when I play ball, I, I follow the same routine. It's just, uh, you know, a creature of habit, really. And it, you know, I think routines you can't get. Um, you don't want to get too crazy about them because if things get like thrown off, you don't want to be a mess about it. But, uh, you know, I think the same, like I do the same stretching routine, uh, you know, the same pregame warm up and, and, and things that are, that you you'll always have. If you get married to like certain times and certain things like that, you can really throw yourself for a loop because, you know, game time, if you play a two o'clock game as opposed to a seven o'clock game, then you're out of whack. So, um, I kept it to, to things that I could control. Uh, you know, like, you know, my pre-game routine and, and warm up and things that, you know, you're always going to have and that you can keep the same. So you're not, uh, you know, out of whack if you, if you don't have it. Yeah, there you go. And then just out of curiosity. So back in Windsor, back in Mississauga, who are you going out with back in those days? Like any names that made it to the NHL who party with those guys at all? Like to hang out with, you know, outside of the rink, you mean, or like, our, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, the guys, um, you know, like Bobby Ryan, of course, uh, you know, Steve Downey, we, you know, myself, Wes and him, we all went to school together. So we hung out plenty. Um, and then uh, Mississauga, who else did I have? Cody Bass, uh, Oscar Sally. He didn't actually play in the NHL, but he played uh, in the K. I think he won a KHL, whatever they call that. I KHL. remember Oscar Sally. He was a, yep. he was a pretty high draft pick. Was he not? Yeah. Yeah. He got drafted to Washington. Great big guy, just a specimen and super, super nice from Finland. Uh, yeah. He was a really good guy. So we, we certainly hung out quite a bit. Um, yeah. But no, like, you know, just nobody particular, just all the guys on my team. I, like I said, I hung out with them and, you know, outside the rink, we, I wasn't much crazy partier by any means, but we, you know, we went to whoever's house and 
did whatever we were doing, and yeah, it was we certainly had some good times. Oh, uh, I I always wanted to know, like, what I mean. I kind of remember you and Cal and Steve talking about how kind of shitty it was to play for this guy, but yeah, not really play for him. But you know, things weren't good when uh, Riola was the owner of the Spits. Like, and then and then yeah. you guys left, and all of a sudden they get Reichel and Bugner, and they get the new arena here, and all of a sudden they're just oh, fucking yeah. dominating. And it's yeah, like you guys yeah. just missed that by a hair. But Riolo yeah. never gave a shit about the fucking team. Certainly jealous of the uh, the time after me, no doubt about that. And then, of course, they built that beautiful new rink. And, like, it you know, just really where I lived in Windsor, it wasn't far from my house at all either. So, but yeah, it no, is what sure. it is. But, but uh, yeah, Steve Riolo was, uh, you know, obviously he was a businessman and, and clearly a, success, a successful one at that. Uh, but I think when it came to the hockey, the, the, the trouble was is he – you know, he wasn't a hockey guy, but he wanted control of the hockey operations and, and, and wanted to make decisions and stuff. And obviously that wasn't uh, wasn't for the better of the team because, you know, he, he just just not really a hockey guy. Um, yeah. You know, but I mean, as for the way he treated us and stuff, he was fine. Like he was he was always good to us. But, uh, you know, certainly when hockey guys took over the team they understood you know what what hockey hockey players want and need so like you know equipment stuff and that they obviously went above and beyond and 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 the things that really made a difference they didn't spare any expenses and obviously uh you know the results were were pretty darn good so uh you know there you know i certainly wish i would have been a a little bit later in playing in windsor but hey it was what it was yeah put a couple of mem cups on your finger and yeah uh... (laughs) Yeah, now, I, I right. got a question that uh, I'm sure a lot of people want to know. We don't, you don't have to delve too much into it. I just want to, I just want to kind of hear uh, a first, not, not even an account, just um, now you were there when the, uh, we'll call it the, the incident with uh, Steve yeah. and Akeem. Was it yeah. like, when it happened, was it like, were you guys kind of taken back? Like, oh shit, this is no. something that's going down that's huge. Or it was no, overplayed by Akeem Alou. So. Yeah. So what, like basically the gist of it and, and, you know, I, obviously we were young and, and at that time things were different. So it, it, you know, you know, what we were doing maybe, you know, in today's world is, is certainly maybe not acceptable. Uh, you know, even then maybe it wasn't, but we weren't doing anything to like out of the whole thing started on the bus on the way home from an exhibition game. You know, all the rookies uh, were at the back. We, we had them go in the bathroom. I think they were, I want to say that they went into their underwear or whatever. And we kind of like, yeah, that's the, that's the story yeah. that I can remember that they were all we kind of half ass tied, tied up their clothes or whatever. Not really. And, and they, the moral of the story is, is you come out of the bathroom, you had to be wearing some kind of clothes. Didn't matter if it was your. So anyway, okay. every, every single rookie took part in it, except for Akeem. He didn't want to do it. So we didn't make him. No, no problem. We didn't make him do it. Every other rookie did it. Everybody was fine. It was, we had a good time. We laughed, we joked. It was, you know, even though it's, again, I'm not saying it, it, it was certainly not acceptable, especially in today's world, but you know. No, for sure. Time, but you guys were 16, whatever. Yeah. At, and, at and, the you, present, know, you were young kids living a dream. Yeah. At the time when we were doing it, we weren't doing it uh, maliciously. It was, you know, done out of a, out of fun and a team building and a, you know, like a, it wasn't, and, it wasn't yeah, like and, I'm, we were, and I'm sure the year before that or whatever, it was done to you and down. Yeah, Island, we, it right? wasn't, like, it wasn't done in a bad way. So anyways, so that happened. And then, you know, and unfortunately throughout the, you know, start of the season in training camp, uh, you know, obviously Akeem was a, a great talent, but there was, you know, uh, you know, there's, and 
just certain ways you need to treat teammates and, and Akeem, you know, being young and, and just not knowing he, he maybe wasn't treating teammates in with the respect and, and the way that they, he should have been. Uh, so, you know, things were brewing for a while. And then of course that specific day where the actual incident took place, uh, you know, we were out on the ice early. I was, I was right there. We were working on power play and Steve said something to Akeem along the lines of like, let's try this or whatever it was. And Akeem basically told him to, to fuck himself. And obviously that didn't go over well. So Danny cross-checked him. You know, I think, he, I don't know if he got him in the face, but he cross-checked him pretty good. Yeah. I, I see. I think I can remember that he knocked a tooth out or something. Yeah. He might've knocked yeah, his I know, tooth out. I know Anyways, a, he, a nasty cross-check, but yeah. So, but I mean, again, the backstory was, is it wasn't like it was just a one incident. It was a, a lot of build up to, to, what yeah, happened. it was it was brewing for a couple uh, days. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I mean, again, Akeem was young, and and so were we. And he probably didn't carry himself the way he he would have liked to. And, and neither did, did the rest of us. So you know, not all. Oh of us, yeah, but, exactly. Well, but I mean, anyway, he, so he, yeah, sorry, uh, Akeem left. Akeem left the ice after that cross check, and you know, obviously after that, you didn't think much of it. And then maybe five minutes or so later, he came back on the ice, and he was just wearing a jersey, no shoulder pads, no helmet or anything. And he obviously made a beeline right down for Steve and, and they went at it. And uh, I, I mean, the video clip doesn't really show what happened, but uh, like there's a really small video clip of it. So yeah. at the start, at the start, they kind of grapple and fall. What, anyways, Downey beat the piss out of him. Well, he, yeah, Downey he, could beat the piss out of pretty much anybody. He, he beat him up pretty good. And I mean, honestly, it, it, partially all, all of our faults and, and, you know, everybody that was on the ice had a part <laughs> of it. Nobody broke it up because to, to be truthful, like at that, that time, it was kind of what, and this is a harsh thing, but kind of what Akeem deserved. Uh, and and, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, you know, and again, I have no issue with Akeem. Uh, but, you know, the way he was treating his teammates and and, and speaking to them and stuff, he, 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 nobody deserves to get beat up, but he came out looking for a fight and he got one. Uh, yeah. So, you know. Now, again, was, was, uh, was Jansen still on the team at that time? No, he was gone. Yeah, he was already traded. <laughs> yeah, he was traded he was the year gone. before that. Because I can imagine well, Cam just sitting there yeah, like it's a fucking well, boxing match, just ready to go. Probably probably <laughs> for the better because, you know, I mean, Downey's a tough SOB, but I'll tell you right now that I wouldn't want to fight Cam Jansen. And, and had he been there, that's probably who uh, who was going to take care of it. But anyways, it, you know, again, I, I we all, looking back now, I, I you know, I'm sure we all wish the, the situation went differently. Um, but it's certainly, you know, some fault of everybody's on, on both sides. And uh, so, you know, the rest of that day went on. We didn't think much of it. We actually were at a team bowling uh, that night after that incident at practice. And then sure enough, uh, Mo, Mo Mantha was a coach at that time. He he wasn't at the bowling and then he came and, and he called all of us in. He's like, uh, we got a problem. Uh, so I think he went, I don't know if he went to the league or what happened. Uh, but the next morning, I turn on Sports Center, and sure as shit, we're all on Sports Center. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, so, and then the big black eye was that they ended up fucking trading Steve and Akeem, and it was like, wow, you didn't just yeah. get rid of one of them, you blew it, it up, and, and now you lost just, two of your better players. Yeah, it just didn't uh, it didn't go well, obviously, and you know, and again, I, we're, we all had a part in it. We're and you know, we're, we all could have done things differently, but I don't think at the end of the day, uh, what what actually happened was all that bad. Um, but it, uh, you know, it got blown up, obviously, and yeah, yeah. And, and that cost Manta his job right away too. Yeah, didn't he it? got he got fired, and again, yeah. it wasn't his fault. Like, he, yeah, like, no, for sure, it wasn't his fault at all. Like, we, you know, when we were on the bus doing what we were doing, Christ, he might have been sleeping for all I know. I don't know. He was up at the front, and 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 again, we weren't. Uh, you know, 
I don't really think what was happening was all that bad. It was just uh, one of those things that we were all, you know, we all took part in it. it, it Akeem, Akeem didn't want to go in the in the bathroom, so we didn't make him. That's fine. And you know, it yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it uh, it got it got to the point it did. And you know, we all probably wish we could have maybe done things a little bit differently. And but such is life. And yeah, we all moved on. So. Yeah, for sure. Now, was it that year that you you were dealt also, or were you dealt the yes? Year? No, that year. So I don't remember when it was, but like maybe October, or give or take, or something. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm yeah, unfortunate for me, and I wish again, like if I could go back, I would do things differently. I had a broken finger, and uh, you know, that was just bad luck. And I kept playing, and it wasn't great. And and you know, on some of myself too, I just didn't play as well as I could have. The team was struggling, I was struggling, it was hurt. Uh, so yeah, they, I got traded and uh, just a bit of a, bit of a crappy season, unfortunately with moving, you know, to three different teams. I never really got settled in and just, yeah, which yeah. Uh, again, I wish, I wish I could go back and, and replay it, but that, uh, you know, you don't get those chances. So. Oh, for sure. And to go back to, uh, just cause it just came across my head to go back to, uh, what Evan was saying, you know, how goalies kind of got some weird things Did I think like when I think back. Matt Anthony had crazy eyes. Like you looked at him and he just looked like he was not like he was possessed or anything, but he no, just looked yeah. like he was on a different planet. He was a great guy, but oh, a yeah. good goalie, but he just something I just can think picture him and like he just had the crazy eyes all the time. Yeah, he was uh, you know, at that time he probably not anymore, but he was a little like almost I guess the best example is a little goth if if you want to. Oh, okay. That. Yeah, but uh, yeah, super good guy. Really nice family. His parents are great people. He's a great guy. I mean, yeah, I I certainly got along great with him. Um, and yeah, and yeah, he was he was a really good guy. But yeah, he he's a little like on the on the goth side at that time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no better parents than uh, Steve Nectel though. Yeah, your dad uh, was a is a pure gem. How's he doing? Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, and he uh, you know obviously he clearly went to all the hockey games there and you know what regardless of where they were and he's no different for now for ball he comes to pretty much every tournament and oh yeah yeah, yeah he put he some miles it. on that old oh Ferrari yeah van, eh? yeah oh, yeah definitely yeah yeah i know he still comes and he comes to watch me play ball now and he likes that too and yeah i know he's uh he's doing good so evan i'll tell you that Kyle's dad was such a good guy that when I used to, when Kyle's girlfriend used to come to the games and I drool, his dad would wipe my drool up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle, yeah. I kind of want to talk about, uh, you know, softball park here. But before we do that, um, Blue Jays had an awesome year. That team is set up for, you know, awesome success down the, down the road. Um, but with this postseason, are you pulling for any teams right now? Are you rooting for anyone? Nah, nobody specifically. Obviously, if the Jays would have been in, then then I'd be cheering for them. But yeah, no, I I can't really say anybody specifically now. Mm-hmm. now Kyle, who's your hockey team? Are you a Leafs fan? Yeah, I, I'm a Leafs fan. I mean, I I follow players and stuff more so than anything. But yeah, I'm I, I mean, I guess I'm a Leafs fan still. Yeah. What do you make of uh, Carey Price walking, kind of taking a lead there? What was that? Sorry. I say, what do you think of Carey Price taking a kind of lead I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's kind of a hard one to – you never know how people are feeling, right? I I, I mean, I hope he I, – I don't know what the issue is if he's, you know, if he's got some, you know, mental things that are, you know, agging at him or if he's – substance issues. I really don't know, but uh, whatever, whatever it may be, I hope he gets it sorted out and gets, you know, whatever the help he needs and gets back to playing because clearly he's uh, – 
he's, I like, I enjoy watching him and he's a great goalie. And, oh, and yeah, he is. Everything I've seen, he seems like a, you know, a real good guy. He's got a nice family, you know, wife, and I think he's got three kids. And so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to ever really t- talk about the mental health because everybody deals with things differently. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate. I'm, I, I don't have any, uh, you know, problems. Not that I don't have tough days like everybody, but I'm, you know, yeah. pretty, pretty happy guy for the most part. So it's a hard thing to, to really understand, I guess, for myself. But, uh, you know, I know, again, everybody's different and I hope he, uh, you know, I hope he gets what he needs. Yeah, for sure. Well put. And then to come also in the stake of, you know, everything that Robin Leonard was putting out on the NHL. Uh, yeah, but. that's, uh, I mean, again, I, it's hard to say because none of us were there and we don't really know what happened. Uh, oh, know. for sure. No, it's just, uh, you know, why uh, it's, it's wild times, you know, in the world with COVID and, you know, mental health issues. And, and then all of a sudden for everything to just kind of pile up right at the beginning of the NHL yeah. season. Is, yeah. I mean, like I, I, uh, you know, I, I obviously Robin Leonard's a, a, a great goalie and, and, you know, a pretty colorful guy. There's no doubt, but I mean, I know myself, uh, you know, if I were in his shoes and I'm not him, so that, that's fine. And I'm not, you know, uh, nagging on him for the way he's doing things, but I certainly would deal, handle things differently myself. Um, but again, everybody's different and, you know, he's, he's doing what he feels is probably the best way for him to do it. But I would, uh, I certainly wouldn't, uh, be, be throwing the league I'm in, you know, under the bus of maybe the way he's doing it. I would probably do it a little bit more privately, but anyways, that's just, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you got anything else there, Evan? No, I'm good, Kyle. It was great, great talking with you. Um, good insight. Cool talking about the OHL. So, yeah, thanks for being the first guest. Definitely a good interview for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, thanks for having me, But yeah, oh yeah, Kyle, thanks a lot for coming on, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, yeah. when we were talking about guests, I thought, you know, I, I can reach out to my old buddy Kyle. He'll come on. I know that. So yeah, appreciate, yeah, appreciate no, for it. Sure. Good, nice catching up with you and kind of getting a chat with you. It's been about 15 years or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, it's hard to keep up with people, and you know, life gets busy. And oh yeah, you know, for I, sure. You just uh, you know, and that doesn't doesn't mean that uh, things are different. You just don't get the chance to to you know talk to people as often as all. Yeah, but you're doing good. You got a how long you been married now? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Five years, six years. Well, like yeah. Good thing your wife won't listen to this. No, yeah. Long. No, no. Things are great. Yeah, I, I got a, you know, very. Yeah, very you got a beautiful wife, daughter, yeah. and uh, yeah, I got a, and I got another one coming in February. So do you? Be, Congratulations, yeah. buddy. Yeah, and on a girl, or do you not know yet? Or? No, we don't know. We're we're not going to find out. So we didn't uh, we didn't find out with with Emery. So we'll uh, we'll do the same and just kind of be surprised when it happens. And I imagine your parents are probably fucking tremendous grandparents also. Yeah, they're they're great. They're really, really helpful and, and you know, anytime we uh we got something going on and we need to drop Emery off, they're more than willing. So it's uh yeah, they're they're really, really helpful and we're pretty uh pretty lucky that way. Now is your is your wife from Air also or she's not. She's from oddly enough, she's born in Holland. Um oh, wow. but she yeah, she grew up on a on a in Holland and then moved here when she was like seven. Uh, and then she grew up on a dairy farm and uh, just outside of Woodstock, if you kind of know where that is. And then yeah. uh, her parents ended up selling the dairy farm and moving to a property that they had down the road and, and started a chicken farm. So yeah, she, uh, she oh, grew wow. up just, yeah, she grew up just outside of Woodstock. You know, that's what uh, Downey's doing. He's chicken farming up in Toronto somewhere. 
Is he? Well, that's, uh, I mean, hey, <laughs> the, the, if he, I don't know what kind of farm he's got, but if he's got, uh, you know, chicken quota, Christ almighty, he's doing all right because it's wild. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I had actually talked to his ex-wife a couple years back and she said he had chickens and that, but, uh, you know, they're unfortunately, you know, things have fallen between them, but, uh, yeah, again, you know, Steve was a good guy. Hopefully he gets the help he deserves and maybe yeah. the chickens are helping him. Who knows? Well, they're, <laughs> They're certainly helping his bank account. So, yeah, if anybody I, can talk Steve Downey's language, it might be a couple of chickens quacking about. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Thanks again, Kyle. Great having you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, like I said, if you uh, if you need need me uh, need another guest at some point, you know how to get me. So I'm happy to happy to come on anytime. Sounds good, buddy. Appreciate Perfect. it. Thanks, Kyle. Okay, boys. Thanks, man. We'll catch up again. All right. Take care. Hey guys, just want to take a quick break to talk about Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, We use it here at Purple Octopus Red Sweater and it's been awesome. Um, So yeah, let me just explain a couple things about Anchor. Um, They have the best tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, This is my first time editing a podcast and Anchor has made it super easy for me to uh, edit. Um, While hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on all platforms like Spotify, Apple, and uh, much more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So head over to the App Store now and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you guys. All right, welcome back. That was our interview with Kyle. Uh, Wes, how is it going with uh, construction in the house? Oh, man, it's, it's a pain in my ass. Like, they, they like, took all this insulation off the ceiling in my basement and shit and then just like left it laying there like they expect me to pick it up nice <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> that's a nice touch just leave it there for you to deal with yeah yeah so it's just it's a headache like it's gonna be great when it's done but it's a headache yeah there you go um we have a ton of stuff to go over uh you know like league wide red wings wise um we'll probably get to the 23 roster predictions what we think but a uh, ton of stuff like around the league kind of want to get to first. Um, this popped up probably the beginning of this week or something like that, Monday or Tuesday. The whole dress code thing, and there's kind of a push by the players to have like a loose dress code. And then uh, Arizona comes out and says that they're going to have a uh, like no dress code policy, essentially. So um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I like it. Like, I think it should be, you know, not like fucking showing up in pajamas, but uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, let the players and it's it's true. It's all about, you know, marketing and they, they got to market themselves, you know, like, yeah, they make tons of money and they're OK for the rest of their lives. But, you know, they live extravagantly and then the paycheck stops. You still got to market yourself. You got to make money, you know, so you have paychecks coming beyond hockey. But, and, you know, like you see in uh, basketball, like Kobe used to walk into the arena in like a throwback Jordan jersey. Wouldn't it be sweet to, you know, have like uh, Drew Doughty walking in in like an old, like purple and gold Gretzky jersey? Like, hell yeah. That, that, and my biggest thing, I totally agree. Like, there, some guys were were always going to wear suits. Like, Hank's always going to wear a suit. They're always would have worn a suit, I should say. But the biggest problem in NHL is marketing. They've had the problem forever where, they have these guys like Austin Matthews. They don't let them shine the way they should be. And especially with this new generation of hockey fans, you have to have some sort of color added to the game, um, you know, to grow it. And not letting them kind of shine like that definitely just kind of 
I don't know, puts a pause in it. It's just kind of. Yeah, for sure. And, and Matthews, yeah, Matthews is, and he's got to be the most marketable guy just because oh, he has that weird, you know, vibing personality and he's always fucking hanging out with Bieber and shit. Like, right, yeah. And, and, and P.K. To Subban, too. P.K. Subban is a big, a big character. Like, he should be marketed by the NHL better. He, like, right. no, instead, he's getting buried in fucking New Jersey. I mean, nothing right. against New Jersey, but like, yeah, he's getting buried on teams and, and he's such a marketable guy. Like, he was amazing when he was in Montreal. And then the coach traded him because uh, he didn't like that him and Carey Price were too good of friends. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the whole thing, it's just, like, the whole, like, hockey world is, like, keep to yourself. You know, do it for the team. Do it to the guy next to you. You know, don't make a scene. Um, and I think that, you know, that's great. No, that, that's what makes hockey hockey. But there comes a point where, like, I want to get to know Dylan Larkin. I want to get to know Tyler Pertuzzi, Lucas Raymond, Mo Sider more than just, like, these, you know, quick little hits that, like, the Red Wings put out. Like, no offense, that what, shit's boring. Yeah, and when it's just the same generic interview over and over. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I want to, like, and especially nowadays in, in with the social media and everything being so big, and it's not, you know um, – like a crazy thriving to want to be that like, you know, that like people who obsess over like Kardashians and stuff, like crazy right. people who just want to be Kim Kardashian. It's just that like, I want to know about the guys cause I want to feel closer. Like, you know, people are starting to realize that they're all, they're just humans like us humans with right. extraordinary talent, but yeah, like let's feel closer to them. Let them be going and doing whatever and posting shit on Instagram and stuff. Like you see with Matthew, you know, Rolling up with like Biz and uh, Bieber at the at UFC fight and shit. Like, like, what a good look for the league and his team and himself that he shows up with one of the biggest stars, <laughs> literally on the planet. Yeah, like, there's, he's not the only guy that has those connections. So, like, let that shit you know grow yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, awesome. I, I think I also want to get into the nitty gritty with uh, the preseason kind of wrapping up. Uh, next time uh, we record an episode, will be probably. Um, the day before, day after the first game against Tampa. Um, but yeah, what are your kind of overall thoughts for the preseason? Any like specific standouts or uh, disappointments? Uh, I don't think like really disappointments at all, but I don't think I, you know, have super high expectations. So, like, you know, how can, how can we be disappointed as Red Wing fans right now? Like we have, they've done it to us. We've been through the ringer, but um Yes, like, fuck, man, Mo Sider's on the fucking roster. Lucas Raymond's on the team. Like, uh, so what Nick, do we do? If, Nick Letty's what, what looking do we do? great. And, and Bobby Ryan's got a fucking contract coming. He's got a, like, he's been on fucking real. He's... Yeah, what do we do if Lucas Raymond isn't on opening night roster? Do we riot? <laughs> I don't know. He, he can't. They can't. He can't. He can't not be on the team. Like, Eiserman's not that stupid. Yeah, that's true, and thank God it's his call, not Blash's call, because, you know, he wouldn't fucking be on that opening that roster if it was Blash's call. But, um, yeah, there were many times, like, watching all the preseason games, I was like, oh, my God, Lucas Raymond's the best player on the ice right now. And uh, he's got to be on the ice. There's no point to send him back down to Grand Rapids. Like, he, he's not going to develop there. He's already – he'll be the best player in that league the second he steps on the ice, you know what I mean? So there's no point to have him there. Um, you touched on Mo as well. I, I was impressed by Mo. Um, I think I got a little um, overzealous with what I expected out of Mo. 
And yeah, maybe yeah. Like you were yeah, you were expecting he was gonna come in and fucking be Lindstrom the first fucking day of training camp. I see I didn't expect like the whole like puck moving thing. Like that takes time. He's a great skater, so like he proved that in the preseason. But I did expect a little more physicality and last night he was more physical. So uh, Yeah, I think that comes with just, you know, getting some games in on him, you know, like yeah, he's been playing pro, but he hasn't been playing at the NHL with these guys, these big guys, these fast guys, and guys that know how to take hits and guys that hit. Like Cider's over, like no offense, Cider, I think he's a beast of a hitter. But I mean, he's over there running over little Swedish guys. Yeah, like, like five. That's not nine, even that's not even 11. a big yeah, and it's not even really like a checking league almost. True. Like but, you know, he comes over here and, yeah, he was, you know, kind of off it. But, yeah, you know, you get games in and you get to the speed of the g- game at the NHL level. And, uh, like, my buddy uh, Ryan Wilson, who played for Colorado, he told me, like, he knew how to cheat in the OHL. And he and then he's like, and then I got to the NHL and I realized you can't fucking cheat. You can't here. cheat. <laughs> Connor McDavid, example A. Yeah. Well, Connor yeah. McDavid, I don't, I don't think McDavid cheats. He's just got it on, like, rookie. He's true, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, one thing I want to talk about too, uh, ESPN. I don't know how big it is, like big of a deal it is in Canada to get the rights, but in America, it's a huge deal. Oh yeah, I know people are losing their shit. Yeah, like it's unreal, and I don't know the situation with like ESPN Plus in Canada, but like basically ninety percent of the games are going to be all in one place, which is like something we've never had before with the NHL. So, I mean, this is like a dream come true for Americans watching hockey. Um, what, what's the situation over there with ESPN Plus? Uh, it's not. We still have uh, NHL Live. Got it. Can you find because, like out of Because our games? Canadian rights are uh, like the Canadian NHL rights are owned by Sportsnet. Mm. So, uh, sport, uh, so, so Sportsnet keeps NHL Live on. Like I pay, uh, like I don't have cable TV, but I pay like uh, 15 bucks a month or something for uh, Sportsnet. And it's got like, you know, eight or nine sports channels. Right. And then, uh, and then I, during the NHL season, I just pay like an extra 10 bucks a month or something. And I, and then I get NHL live too, and I can watch all, all the games. That's good. Yeah. And there's, do you know who, uh, Butchergrass is? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a couple of segments on ESPN, which is dope. Like that guy's awesome for the game. Like talk about growing the game. That's the guy who, uh, just good for the sport. Also excited for the TNT broadcast in America with Biz and Gretzky and See that's uh, that's what I'm so interested in. Like I wanna just see Biz and Gretzky just like flipping you know, like just chirping each other. Not, not like really chirping because I don't think Gretzky I mean, you know, not to say that he wouldn't be good at it, but I just want he wouldn't be you good know, to Gretzky be talking and Biz just be like, What are you talking about? Just right. because Gretzky's the greatest. And he's such a quiet, conservative guy to just have the loud ass biz just coming at him. And I think I, that'll be awesome if they do something like that, where like they're kind of just beaking each other. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be an interesting dynamic. Just be, like you said, like Gretzky is such like a quiet guy, but when he talks, everyone listens. And Biz just like lets it fly. He's like a character. Everyone wants to hear him talk too. So that'll be awesome. They kind of uh, copied what TNT does for basketball, and that broadcast. Well, yeah, like, and that's what they—that's what I think they had to do, and I which think is it, fantastic. I think it worked with. Uh, that's why I think you know they got Gretzky because he's such good friends with Barkley, and so they were like, "Yeah, okay, let's let's do this." Like, I think they need to get Ronick on there. Is Ronick on? Like, he should be on there. I I don't know. He might be doing like some sort of color. Maybe I'm not sure if he's on. Uh, that team, but he, yeah, he yeah. definitely should be. 
Yeah, I wasn't even really paying like, – like, I knew Biz and Gretzky, and I think Rick Tockett's on TNT also. Yeah, that's right. Tockett's on there. And uh, um, Bab, is, Babcock's not on one of them, is he? I think Babcock was the latest NBC signing, but, I mean, that doesn't fucking matter anymore. Yeah, okay, that's right. He was NBC, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're toasted now. What are you thinking? And wh- where's, where's Eddie Oldchuck? What's he on? Eddie O is going to be doing color for – I want to say the TNT games. Yeah, then I think TNT's got a fucking better lineup. Yeah, right. And the whole like ESPN TNT dynamic is like what we touched on before, like growing the game and making it more marketable. Like this is going to be great for it. So and, and TNT is going to be huge for that because TNT has all the basketball rights, and and to, for them to they've never even dipped their toes in with hockey. To them to just sign this huge deal and take hockey and get such a panel that just replicates what they do on uh, on basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, it's gonna be great. And like you said, yeah, it'll go back to you know being able to market the players better. Yeah, especially because Biz like knows these guys like on a personal level too. So like, hopefully, he has some good stories. I'm sure like they'll let him, uh, you know, get some like free flowing, you know, thoughts in there. So that'll be interesting. Um, keeping on the ESPN thing, uh, I have ESPN Plus, obviously, not a big deal. But uh, they did a power rankings today of the NHL teams. Uh, take a guess where they had the Red Wings at. Thirty fourth. Thirty fourth, dude. A lot higher. Twenty nine. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I, I really was thinking like last thirty first to thirty second, but twenty nine. The thing is, you can't be worse than Buffalo and Arizona right now. It's impossible. They're, those guys are OHL teams. Well, yeah. I don't know if you listened to the Spit and Chicklets. Biz was like, "Can we just send them to the? Can we just send Buffalo to the ECHL this year and replace them with the University of Michigan?" Yeah. Well, actually, obviously, like, if you, do you think if you stuck Arizona in the AHL, they'd probably lose like one game, right? It wouldn't even be a contest. Oh yeah, no. Okay, uh, but like they're playing NHL players, so different story. I think they had Buffalo thirty-two, Arizona thirty-one, uh, thirty was Columbus or Anaheim, excuse me. Twenty-nine was us. Twenty-eight was Columbus. So, I mean, is Columbus is that bad already? Like, fuck. They're really looking down on them. I don't think they're going to be that bad at all. I don't know. Like that division's a gauntlet that they're in, so maybe they. Well, be that I bad. think Arizona is going to get lucky because I think they're going to end up with fucking Bobrovsky, because Florida can't afford Bobrovsky with with uh, Knight coming along, and so where do you where nobody's going to take on that Bobrovsky contract? So he's going to go to salary dump the salary dump desert where everybody dumps their contracts. Yeah, Marion Hosa, uh, Pavel D- or yeah, Dotsu, just a longer Ponger. list of dead contracts. Yeah, Pronger too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine they would have had all those guys at one time. They might have won a cup. So if you go to like NHL twenty two and do like the uh, all time like teams, Arizona might be nasty. You know, if you had like Dotsu, Hosa, Pronger in their prime, Brett Hall, <laughs> Shane Doan, Brett Hall, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so. Two more things, two big things that we can get to. Um, we can do the rosters and then kind of like a division preview. We can start uh, with our, pre- our division and then uh, go from there if we want to. But what do you think? You want to do roster or like division breakdown, kind of like predictions for the playoffs? Yeah, let's do divisions. All right, cool. Let me pull these up real quick. Don't misspeak. Um, we can start in – yeah, start in the Atlantic. This one's not going to be too hard, I don't think. Um, yeah. What do you think? Of, okay. Well, yeah, we'll start from the top, alphabetical order. 
uh, city-wise. So, Boston, what do you think? In or out? Oh, by – in the playoffs, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're in Boston to the playoffs. Okay. Buffalo, obviously, out. We don't talk about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Detroit, not not even close. No. Well, closer than Ottawa. Closer than Ottawa. Closer than Ottawa I, and I don't, Buffalo, I think. Like, they're, Ottawa's not a better team than us. And especially no. with fucking Brady Kachuk not playing. Yeah, that'll be interesting, like, down the stretch, like, what's going to happen. Or I, I should say closer to uh, puck drop, but – um, I don't know. Ottawa's one of those teams who's like really feisty. They're always like not, they don't get blown out as often as Detroit does. So maybe if they are getting better, then it'll be an even more feisty year, but not going to even be sniffing the playoffs. Maybe they'll trade uh, Brady for fucking Eichel. <laughs> that would be a fucking shit joke. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Brady Kajug would be fucking pissed. But he's off, an entry le- he's off an entry level contract, so he doesn't have any like no, for- no move protection. He just wouldn't but, play and sit. But, yeah, yeah, they'd have to work on him. But, I mean, Eichel wouldn't want to go to fucking Ottawa. <laughs> I, I really do think Eichel's going to end up in New York or L.A. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, he's, I mean, you got to want to go there. You're a fucking young, hot kid, fucking hot shot, fucking tons of fucking cash. <laughs> you want to be that, in the you want to be in the big city in New York or you want to be on the beach? <laughs> yeah, that. And if he goes to L.A., Drew Doughty's retiring soon. He could be the captain there on a team who's – fucking stacked in like 2024 like they're gonna be so nasty yeah i mean same with the rangers too like the rangers aren't that far away from being contenders so i mean either way you cut it i think that one of those two cities is probably uh you know like the best spot for them uh next team we got florida i think they could win the division the panthers uh yeah them and like the division, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Tampa, Florida, Boston, like fucking Toronto might not make the playoffs. <laughs> Toronto, yeah, I, I totally agree. And honestly, <coughs> if I had to put money on who would win the division right now, I'm, I'm picking Florida. I just think that obviously Tampa is still like a world-class team, could three-peat, but coming off two cups, there's going to be a bit of a slow start there. Florida's fucking ready to go. They're nasty. Like, I think Florida could really win, win that division and come out of the league or finish the year with, like, 100 and, I don't know, seven, eight points. Who? who? Florida? Yeah, the Panthers. Oh, I don't, I'm I don't, so high. I don't, like, yeah, I don't, think they're, I, don't, I don't think they're better than Tampa. They're not better than Tampa. I don't think they're better than Tampa. Like, if they played a seven-game series, I'm taking Tampa Bay. But, yeah, like, but, I mean, for, Tam, no, Tampa's going to win the division, though. We'll see, because I'm interested in that. I, I'm really high in Florida. Really fucking high in Florida. Yeah, Florida can't do anything though. They got they they curse themselves. They signed fucking Jumbo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Now they're gonna lose in the second round at least. Yeah. Uh, next team, Montreal. I think they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. Don't think they're gonna make it. No, they're they're like I I don't want to hate on Montreal because they're not a bad team and they showed it. But like we can hate on Montreal. They're uh. Well, no, but I don't hate on Montreal, and I'm not saying I don't want to say they got a shitty team because I do think they have a good team. But uh, you're not that you're in a better fucking division this year than you were last year. Sorry for about your luck. Yeah, like a lot better of a division. Yeah, you're you're not playing Ottawa and Vancouver ten times. You're playing fucking you're playing Tampa and Florida now. True. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see how Nick Suzuki does. Like as the one C, that'll be really interesting. He could either 
put up like 80 points or like 40 and the season's just over before it even starts. Um, yeah. I don't know. I wish him the best. I like Suzuki a lot, but. Yeah, there's lie. definitely, there's like work, not that like, you know, they need to better players or anything, but there's work to be done in that where like, yeah, you don't know what Nick Suzuki is right now. You don't know what Cole Caulfield is. Like, I mean, pretty sure we know Cole Caulfield's a fucking golden child, but like, you know, we don't know because he's only played 12 games. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean, those two guys are kind of leaning a lot on those guys, but they are nasty. So I do like Cole Caulfield a lot, though, too. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, Cole Caulfield. Thing... Oh, and then you know what? Well, with, uh, with Price walking away, who knows how long Price is gone? And I mean, Jake Allen's good, but you, sorry, man, you're not Carey Price. It's not Carey Price. And you showed, and obviously last year, like, showed, like, what Carey Price or that caliber of goalie can do for you in the playoffs. So if they don't have that, then they're probably definitely not a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa next. They're not sniffing the playoffs. No. <laughs> no, man. Uh, like, and I, like, I can't, just can't stand that Pierre Dorian keeps talking about how the rebuild's over. Like, mm-hmm. you forgot to pick Brady Kachuk up at school because he's not on your fucking team right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a huge yeah, The episode. rebuild's not over when your best fucking player, you're probably your next captain, it's sitting at home. Or, well, he's, I think he's in Ann Arbor still fucking working out with the Wolverines. Yeah, speaking of the Wolverines, Jesus Christ, they better run the tables this year. <sighs> I think they already are running the tables. They played uh, Bowling Green and just beat the wheels off of them. Like, that team is so nasty. It's it's crazy. Uh, like, it's stupid for any team or school uh, to have four of the top five draft picks. Yeah, it's, that, and that's, that's, and that's in any nuts. sport. That's in any sport. Imagine four fucking guys got drafted from Michigan to the NFL in the top five. Like, well, I, Like, Alabama football. Well, uh, yeah, Bama. That's the closest thing there is to it, though, and it's not even like relatively that close. Yeah, but so, yeah, I mean, just just that just that thing blows me away that four of the top five picks come off the same fucking team, <laughs> right? And then you think like, what what is Michigan doing, and what are the other teams doing? Like, they gotta just be like, oh man, Michigan tomorrow. Like, fuck this, I'm not going. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Again, though, I could totally see Michigan like not even making the Frozen Four somehow. Oh my God! If they don't fucking win the every goddamn game in the season and sweep all through the playoffs and Frozen Four, then yeah, it's a joke. They need to, yeah, just kill it. Like, yeah, program over. Like, you got some of the best players. You got a majority of the best players in college hockey. You can't do that. But. uh yeah. yeah, well, and they got lucky with uh, Beniers, eh? Because Beniers had got was uh, on a full ride to Harvard, and then when the Ivy Leagues didn't play, he just decided, Snatched okay, him. I'm going over to Michigan. Yeah, it's huge for them. Holy shit! Um, oh, they rocked. Game, they rocked Bowling Green. I don't know if you'd said that seven to one. Seven to one. Yeah, I watched the highlights. It doesn't even look like they're playing like another college team. Was Bowling that Green's just was a, that just the first game of the season? It might have even been preseason. I'm not too sure, but it, that was on. Uh, Tuesday night, I think. But yeah, they steamrolled them. Yeah, yeah, they played. Uh, they played tonight too. They played uh, Lake Superior. Oh Christ! It's gonna be like thirteen <laughs> zero. I fucking hope so. Oh, and they play Lake Superior tomorrow too. <laughs> well, it's Christ. gotta be. It's gotta be the start of the season when they're smacking on lakes. Like 
You know what I mean? They all, you always get the fucking the gimme the game at the beginning games. of the year. Yeah. So yeah. let them let them smack Lake Superior twice, and then we'll get rolling. They're ranked number one, right? There's no way. No, they're ranked right three. What? Who's ahead of them? St. Cloud and uh, like North Dakota, maybe? I don't even know. Uh, I'm trying to look it up here. Also, trying to find the rankings is like a chore. NCAA hockey rankings. Minnesota State, St. Cloud State, and then Mish. I don't get how you can put – oh, maybe because the rankings like just came out. Also, maybe because Minnesota State and St. Cloud State are both 2-0 and and Michigan doesn't play their first game till today. Yeah, okay. I'm going to watch that game, actually. How do you – like, are they – I can never find college hockey. Do you just find, like, a stream or something? Yeah. There's a great website. I'll send you it for uh, all all things hockey. Yeah, because I'd like to watch some of the Michigan games, but I mean they're never on like fucking any real sports channels. Like, then that's where like play ESPN drops a ball. Like fucking start yeah. like we you got a whole weekend dedicated to college football. Go play, play fucking watch Michigan. Because in the states you can watch the Minnesota State Championships on ESPN too. Whole, yeah, like, but you can't watch college hockey pretty much. Like exactly, yeah, which is wild. Um, okay, back to the division. Got sidetracked there about Michigan hockey. Yeah, we course. did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay's next. Like obviously, they're going to be in probably close to the President's Trophy. I would imagine. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I just can't. They. Like, what they lost in a huge third line, like, with Gord, uh, Johnson, Coleman, and Goudreau, but, like, those are guys that, no offense to them, they're replaceable. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, especially, like, the age with, like, he's basically going to Chicago to, see, another thing, fuck Chicago, first of all, but, like, why, why would you <laughs> sign a 33-year-old Tyler Johnson who, like, barely was playing? Well, they didn't sign him. They got him as a salary dump. Sure, either way, but, like, I just don't get that. Whatever. Uh, I just hate Chicago I mean, so Chicago much. had the cap room, and, and Johnson still got hockey left in him. I mean, he looked pretty good in the, in the game against Detroit. Against Detroit. And, I mean, that's the only time I saw him in the preseason. But, yeah, I mean, he looked – I mean, other than, yeah, he scored a goal, but he, he was all – like, he was all over the place. Like, he was five years younger than he actually is. Yeah, we'll see. I think he's going to play probably third-line minutes for them, too, so – I don't know. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Kirby Doc and, and Taze. And... Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's third line. I mean, that's what he was in Tampa, too, though, so. True on a better, a way better team, on an actual team. Yeah. Uh, and then Toronto, uh, last team, I think, I mean, I, I have to put them in the playoffs just because they're just too talented up front to not. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, then I'm assuming Dubas is probably on the hot seat, if not out. I don't know. How do you see that? I don't. I don't think Toronto makes playoffs. Really? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like they fucking they proved it last year, and that you know Montreal going through the weak division was a different story. Toronto, you got you should have fucking ran at everything. I don't think there's um, like I think there's there's eight teams in the Eastern Conference that are better than Toronto. That's fair. I don't know. Again, though, it's just like, I guess I'm kind of just on the side of 
they're so talented up front where it's like, how do you not score three goals a game? You know, like even that first line, if they put Marner with Matthews, it's going to be so nasty. And then the Tavares line too. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from because the defense is weak and they're always soft. So, you know, about, about two years ago, I bet one of my buddies $500 that the Red Wings will win the Stanley Cup before the Leafs. It's not that crazy right now. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Because I think our, the I think their, their window's closing and um, Detroit's window's not even fucking open yet. Like, Eisenman just cracked it. <laughs> I mean, and that window's going to be fucking huge, too. Like, you know how he manages his teams. Like, it's... Well, yeah, and the and it's gonna go on longer because, like, you know, he's not gonna leave. Like, he left Tampa. He's not gonna ever leave fucking Detroit. I hope. And and they're never gonna fire him. Like, you know what I mean? He he has, I'm sure, complete fucking control of the team, and he's got to be <laughs> he's got to be so close with the Illiches that they fucking let him do whatever the hell he wants. Like, they trust. He basically, him. saved the franchise <laughs> twice now. Yeah. So, I mean... And uh, yeah, so I just think. Um, yeah, it'll go on longer, and it's going to come back to, like, three, four, five years from now. It's going to be, like, everybody fucking hates the Red Wings again. Hey, um, to your point, the funny thing is that Detroit had one of the worst um, teams and, like, records in hockey history, and the fans were like, all right, Stevie, we love you, baby. Get it going for us. So, I mean, well, yeah, that was it the whole time. Um, my dad is a, uh, like, he, he was a Red Wing fan. But, uh, you know, living down in Florida for so long, I haven't seen the tickets. He's now a Lightning fan. And I was down there uh, for his birthday um, when Eisenman announced that he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was my dad's birthday. And I was fucking, mm-hmm. I was just sitting in his living room just laughing. And he pulled in the driveway and I went out and I went, happy birthday. Eisenman left. And my dad's he's like, what, home, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, Eisenman's going back to Detroit. And he's like, what the fuck are you smoking? And I'm like, he literally, my dad goes in and he had ESPN on the TV and he's like, and it's, Eiserman uh, leaves, uh, announces that he's stepping down. And my dad's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. So the funny thing is that off season, there was like rumblings that Eiserman was coming home and it was kind of like, oh, like probably not. Like he's, Oh, he's I knew, I knew it immediately. I think I made. I think I tw- posted on Instagram that day a picture of Eiserman in a Red Wing jersey waving, and I said he's coming home. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy though. It also just like knowing that no matter what happens, we're not led by like a Stan Bowman. We're led by a Steve Eiserman, a guy who's like not going to mortgage the future for like immediate success, like they're doing in Chicago. Like that just feels so good, and like this prospect pool that we're building is top three in the league. Like this team is going to be so nasty. And yeah, what yeah, were they ranked? I just saw the ranking. I think they were two actually. The ranking I saw their prospect pool was two. I think two is fair. I mean, LA probably has the best, and, not and, by much though. But I also saw a thing that had Cider ranked first over Byfield for top prospects. I, I I'm assuming they're not considering Caulfield a prospect anymore. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's just guys that didn't play in the NHL is what that ranking was. See, I'm I'm really high on uh, Byfield, but I don't I understand that argument, but I'd probably still take Byfield number one just because he's he's so nasty, and like he's going to be taught by really good players that are still like in the league. 
Trey yeah. doesn't have like that on their team. I mean, Nick Luddy is like a still a good player. He is uh, like if Detroit would have won the uh, draft lottery, that's who I wanted. Was uh, was I wanted them to pick Byfield over Lafreniere? Yeah, because Byfield's a big fucking center. <laughs> yeah, Lafreniere's a winger, man. The wingers are a dime a dozen. <laughs> you get a fucking center that's a stud. Uh, a whole different story. And that's our biggest problem right now is not having a center in the prospect pool that's coming up. So I mean, yeah, that's not a bad take. Well, yeah. Who, have you ever heard of Jovalino? <laughs> True though, I guess if you're if you're saying he played an NHL game, he's not a prospect technically. Well, yeah, okay. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Then we he got Bergren. Bergren's a center, is he not? Yeah, he can play wing though too. So he's. Well, he's yeah, he can probably. I think him and Raymond just do whatever the hell they want in Sweden. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's the division. Do you want to go through the twenty-three man roster real quick? Yeah, sure do. Let's... Um, I mean, you pretty much know a lot of the guys are going to make it. Uh, I mean, the first line I'd like to see, I'm actually looking at daily faceoff. I, I agree with like the lines that they have for the most part. First line they have right now is Bertuzzi, Larks, and Sedina. I think that's pretty unanimous. Agreed? Uh, yeah. Second line they have uh, Pia Suter at centered. At center, uh, and then they have Fabry and, and, and Raymond. Raymond, yeah, on the wings. Um, yeah, I, mean, I he... could see, I could see, um, uh, Bertuzzi playing with Fabry and, and Suter also because they were so good together in the OHL. I yeah, mean, the why, you know, why not just fucking give it a try? Um, they obviously have chemistry and I mean, when you're that talented, you know, that it doesn't just go away. And like, you know, even like what Kyle said earlier, uh, you know, when we were talking to him, like the camaraderie and everything, the brotherhood's still there. There's, you know, they're still best friends. Like they were six years ago in Guelph. Right. I also liked how Suter was playing on the crease in the offensive zone. That looked nice. Um, that's like the only thing why I think they'll split up Suter and Bertuzzi. Like if Pia Suter can play down low, there's no need to play Bertuzzi on the same line. Again, though, the Guelph connection, like you said, is there. Definitely. Now is is Valeno is Valeno not on the fucking team? They don't have him on this uh, roster chart right now, but like he's got to make the team, right? I mean, you would think unless they just don't want him playing fucking fourth line. But that means that Mitchell Stevens and Giovanni Smith. I don't think not... Giovanni Smith makes the team. Yeah, so you can just sub out him for Giovanni Bob, already. Bob Ryan. Well, but Bob oh. Ryan's got to be in there too. So like, I don't think Smith and or Stevens should be. But then I get when you look at it, yeah, maybe they, uh, maybe they do want Valeno playing fucking top dog minutes in the American League. How about this for a take? Let me know what you think about this. Vlad Domestikov did not earn a spot this preseason. I love him. I love Domestikov. Fuck you. <laughs> See, like, I, I don't know. Do you think that he is one of 12 or 11 best forwards on Detroit's roster? Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, so if that's the case, then that, that means you sacrifice one of the guys we just talked about then. Smith and Stevens. I think they're both gone. Both cut. So then you add, you can you can replace two guys. You add Valeno and Ryan. And Ryan. Okay, that's it then. So that would be the that would be the the twelve. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what mine would look like. And I think what they got on defense, obviously, is, is spot on, like the Kaiser, Ronick, Letty, Sider, Stahl, and Stetcher. But so what do you think about the forwards? What 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 do you have to that different than what I had? No, I agree with that you said. You get rid of Smith and Stevens, uh, which breaks my heart because I love Giovanni Smith. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I but uh, you're guys. just – he's just – he's still just not there, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think at this point he's just a fucking fourth line grinder. But uh, yeah, and you know what? He probably gets lost on waivers. Yeah, I wonder where he'll. He's gonna get picked up too. Like he's, he can make an impact somewhere. Yeah, on a fourth line, maybe like Philly or something. I don't know. Man, Man, Philly, Philly's gonna have a fucking team this year. I can't wait. See, that's also one thing that a lot of people say that Philly wanted to make the playoffs. Also, that division's a gauntlet, too. I think Philly's better than Toronto is. Do you think so? Yeah. Philly's probably better than Washington. Philly 100%. might be better than Pittsburgh, depending... Way better. Depending how, uh, you know, how many games Malkin, Crosby, and Jeff Carter all play. Because if you miss those guys, Pittsburgh's fucking cooked. Yeah. Also... Um, but, yeah, but, but I think Philly's better than Pittsburgh already. But, again, then, you know, but if Crosby fucking scores 100 points or something, which he's not going to do, but if he does, then, yeah, then Pittsburgh's probably a better team. Yeah, Crosby's going to miss, like, at least two to three weeks. I mean, that team's going to start off really slow. Malkin's obviously going to be out longer. Um, talk about a team who's fucked for the future is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, they are really fucked. Crosby to Colorado, trade them. I, I mean, yeah. That would be awesome to play with Mac. Like, obviously, those guys have a huge connection together. That'd be an, that'd be an instant Stanley Cup if Colorado could grab uh, could grab Crosby. Be like, what oh, you, okay. where would you slot Crosby on that team? Third line. Uh, no, he's in second line. You just push someone down. I don't know who the second C is right now. Yeah, I don't know who it is either. But yeah, I just fucking give him a shove. Fuck you. Get to the back of the line. Sure, it's Sidney Crosby. Yeah, you're right. Um, defense, though, yeah, we touched on that. Like, that looks like it's... Oh, it's Kadri. Oh, yeah. Kadri's their second-line center. So, Kadri, you're... Yeah, no, you're a third-liner, pal. Yeah. <laughs> I like Kadri. I like him, but he's not over Crosby. True. Especially in the playoffs, too. Like, Sidney Crosby, obviously, is just dynamiting the playoffs. Uh, Defense-wise, though, yeah, it looks like it's pretty set in stone to Kaiser, Hronik... Letty Mo can't wait for that that pairing, and then Mark Stahl, Troy Stetcher, just to hold it down there on the third pairing. Um, oh, God damn, dude. See, the thing is, I've never root for injuries, especially on our own team. But having Verona out does open a lot of windows, especially the Shane Wright window, and you know, opened a spot for <laughs> Joe Valeno or you know, name another player. So. Yeah, my, I was talking with my buddy last night, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh yeah, Connor Bedard. I'm like, no, this year's Shane Wright. He's like, well, then they do good this year and they tank next year. I'm like, well, I don't think that happens. <laughs> no, be no, worse no, in no, two no. Years. Uh, as yeah, soon as like just... Stevie, yeah, as soon as Stevie smells blood, we're gonna be fighting for a cup. Like, if you win Shane Wright this year, I think that we become Theodore and the rebuilds off. I've been saying that for. Well, yeah, Since, when you get that talent, the same thing in Toronto. Toronto was in a rebuild, and then they got Austin Matthews. Oh, it's over. Right. <laughs> and but like, until Mitch Pierre Martin. Dorian comes out with, like, uh, nothing against Tim Stutzel, but, uh, like, that 
And I mean, that was not the strongest draft class as of right now, you know, to say any of them, like, but you know, yeah, that's not, that wasn't your prize. Like an Austin Matthews or a Connor McDavid is right. But yeah, Shane Wright is. And then, yeah, thing is though, like, I'm not going to be too upset if we don't win the Shane Wright year and we get pushed back one more year. The thing is though, if we get pushed back one more year, and we don't get Shane Wright. There's no chance in hell that we're going to be that level playoff team to get Michkov or Bedard. I, I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But fucking, could by then Koso will probably already be our starter. Yeah, and like Lucas Rim and all like those guys, Berger, and hopefully we'll be cracking the the roster. Like we'll be we'll be good enough where we we're still gonna need those guys, but we can find other ways around it, like free agency. Why not? Yeah, you know what I'm really excited for? What's that? For Canada to bury the Americans in the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see the Canadian forward group against the American defensive group, and that'll be a battle. I, I do think that Canada is I, – I think not... it sucks that Jack Eichel is going to miss the Olympics. Like, that – and that fucking hurts the Americans, too. Like, big time. Shoot. And that, and that's obviously what they wanted to play on with Canada and the U.S., Eichel versus McDavid, you know, who's – and now Matthews fucking Eichel's – Yeah. Matthews versus Kane. Or, or, I'm sorry. Uh, Matthews, Matthews versus Kane. Yeah, and like maybe Matthews versus Marner, and yeah, there you go. Because I think um, Marner's, I think Marner's on the Canadian Olympic team. Yeah, speaking of uh, Olympics, the problem is I don't know who the fuck the goalies is gonna be for Canada, and the U.S. has fucking you guys got Hellebuck and Gibson, and they're two of the best in the fucking league. True, and Terry Price is now out for the Canadians, so I guess yeah, we'll see. and I mean I think it's probably like. You know, Flurry, maybe Flurry and Jordan Bennington or something for Canada. Well, yeah, that was one of their three that they named was um, Kane for the Americans and then Flurry for the Canadians. So you got to imagine that he's going to be the starter. No, they didn't name Flurry to the Canadian team. I thought they did. No, they named uh, McKinnon or uh, McDavid, McKinnon, and Crosby. Who was or the no, other? McDavid, Petrangelo, and Crosby. Who was the other Blackhawk that was named? There... Oh, Seth Jones to the American team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, okay. But uh, – Man, Canada's, think... Canada's defense is stupid, though. Like, Shea Theodore, Petrangelo, Cal McCarr, Dougie Hamilton, Aaron Ekblad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got to imagine that's probably going to be – I haven't looked at the groupings. Are the groupings even out yet? Uh, I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see who gets Russia because that's obviously going to be an issue. But also Finland and Sweden look nice too. So, but yeah, Germany can sneak in there. Uh, they, they they you notice like I, I thought it was awesome Cider getting named, and then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, who else do they have? Do they even have another player in the NHL besides Drysaitel and Moritz? And Moritz isn't even in the NHL yet. True. I'm going to look up there. Um, team real quick, but yeah, anything else you want to get to real quick? No, not really. I think we've been on for a little bit of time. I mean, not that it's bad, but uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm good. Yeah, we, we can wrap up. I think we got everything out of the way, uh, unless there's some more stuff you want to talk about, but no, nah, pretty much got to it all. Cool, yeah, all right. right. Well, I'll get this poked out. We should be up and live by Friday night, so thanks for listening and uh, talk to you guys soon. 
Have a good weekend, Canada. Happy Thanksgiving. There you go. Cheers. Fifteen. All right, three, two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode five of the Purple Octopus Red Sweater. My name is Evan, joined by Wes. Wes, how are you? I'm good, buddy. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Uh, I mean, besides the fucking Red Wing is buzzing. Uh, buzzing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean... It's kind of like an old joke at this point, but who would have guessed that Buffalo and Detroit would be leading the Atlantic? Me. (laughs) No, I know. Fuck. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody ever. Pretty cool, though. Um, Got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, So I went on Reddit today. I was just looking at my messages. A couple people wanted us to talk more about prospects. Um, I guess we have glossed over that, but for a good reason, because the Red Wings are lighting it up and there's been so many good storylines. So we'll definitely get to prospects. Um, but yeah, speaking of games and Red Wings, uh, I think the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about first is Lucas Raymond's first NHL goal. Fucking snipe. Oh, a snipe and a half. What a fucking beauty. And you were losing your shit. I know you were, said you were taking a piss or something and fucking lost it. Yeah, I had my... Um, I didn't even hear it either because I, I have, like, my gaming headset on when I was watching. I just come back and I see, like, the replay. I'm like, oh, of course I fucking miss this, dude. Like, the biggest moment probably of the year, unless most score soon. Oh, Mo needs to shoot it, man. Like, I he, – he, like, you know, he's great. He's doing well. Like, he's a good defenseman. He's doing well. Yeah. He's playing well. He gets tape, tape passes. Uh, he's, yeah, he's like, he's so accurate on his passes, man. Yeah. And, um, but like, he, I don't know if he's afraid to shoot it. No, I, I don't know say. if maybe he hasn't just, maybe he hasn't had the right, you know, moment where he knows it's gelling on his stick and he's got the, the lane open good enough. Um, but I mean, I've seen him a couple times and, you know, obviously from home, you don't, we don't know what they see on the ice, but, uh, like where I'm like, come on. It's like, oh, and then he passes it, which I don't mind because, again, at least he's not coughing the puck up. He's, hey, I don't think he's done much of that, and he's not, you know, giving it away on a pass. But, uh, yeah, like, I'd like to see him shoot it a little bit more. Do you think it's a Mo thing, or do you think it's a, a Jeff Blaschel thing, telling the defense not to shoot as much, or, like, specifically him? No, I think he's, I think he's the guy that you want – you, Blasio should be telling him to fire it. I think maybe he's just, uh, you know, whatever it is. It, you know, he's only played three games. Nerves, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. Uh, you know, he's, he's 19 years old. Uh, I'm not going to dog him about it or anything. I just, I just want to oh, see yeah. it. I just want to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, speaking of Mo and Lucas, have you checked out the uh, rookie points leader so far after three games? Is it Luke? Uh, it's not Luke, but I mean the coldest <coughs> in Detroit. Is it? Oh, is it Cider? Uh, no, I actually think it's <coughs> like someone random. Home. I, I literally just looked at it now. I'm blanking. Hold on, give me one sec. No, but they're like number three and five. Yeah, man, they're fucking playing good. Oh yeah, it's Ram- Michael. Michael Bunting is number one. He's got three oh, points. Yeah. Well, they leave. have the same amount of points, but Michael Bunting has one more game played. So I mean, if Raymond or Mo get a point tonight, they'll be in first place. Yeah. Um, and, Bertuzzi, and we got the NHL's leading goal scorer. That's, dude, oh my God, it's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> I mean, it's three games then, but yeah, we got the NHL's leading goal scorer. So what happens, let's say Rana was healthy right now. 
dude, this team, like on paper, like I, we know they're not a playoff team. But if they had Verona right now on top of this current roster, they'd be looking like a wagon a week into the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assumed Verona was coming in to challenge uh, Larkin as, you know, the, the number one player in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got to assume that we're we're missing out on a lot. Like, and and then you know we don't have Mantha, and it's that just that's just what it is. You know, it's like oh we lost this guy, but oh yeah, he was the guy that we traded for Mantha. So yeah, we're out a real big player. We're out either a Mantha or a Verona, but either way with Verona sitting, yeah, we're just we're losing. I I still think we win the trade because we get draft picks out of it. I think Grana is uh, has time to be better than Mantha, and I think he may be better than Mantha. I think so too. Uh, especially because, um, I mean, nothing against Mantha. I think Mantha's a, very, a great player, but uh, Verona's coming in with young guys and on a rebuild, and you know, it's gonna get he's gonna get all the time in the world. Whereas in Washington, he he was kind of ticked off because you know he was an up and coming young gun, but he was playing like third and fourth line. Because, you know, because Washington has, you know, their top six. And so he got played out there and, and uh, he comes here to be a top six guy, maybe a top three guy. And, uh, and yeah, and he's hurt. So, yeah, I think we, we're missing a lot with him. Yeah, you hit it on the head, too. Like, the fact that he's coming to Detroit where he's going to get top six minutes, he's going to get power play minutes, like what he wasn't getting in Washington. And, like, you saw it last year when he was playing. Like, he looked like the best player on the ice um, you know, like multiple times, uh, like throughout his time in Detroit. So, yeah, I'm mean, excited to get him back. A um, couple more things I wanted to get to. Alex Tangay, uh, I mean, the power play is night and day different from what it was last year. So that's great to see. Um, yeah, I always liked Alex Tangay too. He was a good player. He was a fucking, he was a, he was a fucking uh, special teams specialist also. I mean, he was good on the power play and the penalty kill when he played. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's good that we got you know uh, experience, uh, playing experience, coaching experience in that in that role instead of whoever the hell was doing it. But and he's probably a guy that will be uh, behind the bench when we are, um, you know, fighting for playoff spots. I think I think this is going to be like a longer term move. Uh, Blash is probably just kind of like a bandit on a waterfall or on a uh, dam right now. Well, um, yeah, it's like, why, you know what I mean? Why fire him and bring in somebody because yeah, everybody yeah. assumes that they're just right under the gun. And it's like, well, no, don't bring him in in the middle of a rebuild. And then when he doesn't do good, it's like, oh, my God, why'd we get this coach? Well, fuck, the team sucks. Nothing the coach can do about the players. Yeah, and I'm sure that uh, Steve and uh, Blash have had talks like, hey, uh, this is where we're going as a franchise you know, we're going to keep you for this year and next year, depending on how, how things go. Uh, we might keep you around. We might go other ways. I'm sure that's a conversation they've had. Cause there's yeah, no way that... uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Blash knows, you know, he's playing out his contract. Which and, is uh, funny because he will get a coaching job somewhere else too, like after Detroit. So. Oh, um, yeah. And I mean, even if it's not as a head coach, I mean, you know, look at right. our uh, one of our assistant coaches the last couple of years was Dan Bilesma, who won a fucking Stanley Cup as a head coach. And right. 10 years later, this guy's an assistant coach? Uh, yeah, you know, Blasio, I don't think is terrible. He's he's not the right guy for Detroit. Yeah, totally agree. Um, we talked about that before, too, and I think that's probably on par for what the rest of the fans think. Uh, we talked Calder. Yeah, I really do think that there's a strong possibility uh, the Calder Trophy comes to Detroit this year, whether it's Raymond or Mo. Um, 
couple other things. Or Ned. Or Ned, yeah. We haven't got to see a ton of Ned. But Grice has been playing unreal. Speaking of uh, talent, Jesus. Man, you know what? I've always liked Thomas Grice. He's been in the league a long time. Uh, like, I remember, you know, playing, like, NHL even, like, five, six years ago and, like, you know, signing him because he was a good, reliable backup. But I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, he plays good for me in NHL. Then I started to like him, and, uh, you know, a little yeah. old, we got him now, so that's kind of cool. But... Yeah. I don't um, mind him. He's not a terrible goaltender. He's he's not the best goaltender in the world, but he's not the worst, so. No, yeah. And oh, so he's far like... from the worst, but. Yeah, and I think that he's probably got the same bug that, you know, guys like Larkin and uh, Bertuzian, where it's like this team feels different. The guys obviously want to play for Detroit and play for this team. Um, and, he, yeah, he's definitely in the same boat. So Yeah, I and know. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, – we definitely have a lot of different talent, better talent than what we had last year. So, yeah. you know, I mean, the defense, is, it's better, you know. And Grice and, and Letty, who played together a long time in the island um, with New York – and, yeah. um, you know, them getting back to it. And uh, and, and Grice, I'm sure, as a German, is uh, probably being a real good mentor for Mo. So that doesn't uh, that doesn't bother me. And, um, yeah, you know, better defense. And Grice has a better games. And, you know, the defense is there for him more. And, and then the defense feels more comfortable because he's playing better because the defense is better. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a goaltender's mindset is, oh, you know, like – or the uh, – said is well if this guy's going to perform for us then i'll do everything i can for you know to help him out but if this guy's just going to let every shot in well fuck why am i going to you know put my face in front of the puck yeah and you probably feel yeah exactly and the way that they're setting up for each other and going to war for each other like every game i'm sure he's fired up for that too Um, yeah speaking of defense like not saying everyone looks like awesome or anything but Mark Stahl definitely looks better than last year like he looks like a competent NHL player so that's awesome to see Phil Peronic is um, playing the bumper on the power play uh, which is good to see moving the puck well so um, you know I'm pleased with where the defense is and you know especially Mo and Nick Letty that that pairing has been really really good so far yeah and then speaking of the D we, we've been talking I'd love to know what is uh, going on with Troy Stesher he's not yeah. he's not on an injured list he wasn't announced in the in the season opener, um, and uh, Jordan Osterley was, and I'd like to see a little bit of him. But uh, you know, you don't make a change right now when the defense is playing as good as they are. Oh yeah, totally. I'm looking up um, Troy Stetcher news, and there's literally nothing about it. So oh yeah, no, I Google it like every day, and I'm like, what's going on with this guy? How come no but, nothing's yeah. going with him? Which is weird because there hasn't been like any reports from like Detroit writers. Or like Elliot Friedman, any, anyone like that that have like mentioned, oh, maybe he's not like a locker room guy. Maybe just you know they don't want him to play for whatever reason. But like nothing like that. And I've never heard anything bad about him, regardless. Yeah, no. And I mean, he played for uh, like he played for Canada at the World Championships, and he did really well. And you know, they wouldn't have taken him unless you know, like the the, the national teams aren't taking you if you're a, a loser. You know what I mean? They're only taking stand up guys. Regardless of if you're really good, if you're a fucking loser, they they don't want you on their team because the guys don't yeah. want to be around you. So yeah, you got to be a stand up guy to play on to you know wear your country's fucking jersey. Yeah, true. Um, we haven't mentioned this before. Should have at the top of the show, but uh, this is Thursday, October twenty first. The Red Wings are playing tonight in like twenty minutes from now. So uh, we're gonna talk for like twenty more minutes here, and then we'll pick back up in the uh, second intermission. 
um, kind of wrap up there, talk about the game uh, and the results. And then, yeah, we should be good with this episode. Also, next episode, we should Hey, be I, got, I got a prediction I want to make. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, I don't know. It may, it, there may be, you know, I don't want to say it. There may, somebody may get hurt tonight. Nobody may get hurt tonight. I just feel like Saturday night, Todd Bertuzzi won't be in the lineup. Oh, in Calgary. <laughs> in, in Montreal, yeah. Or Montreal, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just got a feeling that he's, he's not going to be in the lineup. Yeah, that's... So, Tyler, you know, fuck, you know, and, and God, you're the leading goal scorer in the NHL. and, and... Get poked, buddy. Get fucking poked, buddy. He's got to do it. Do it, do it for Wings Nation, Tyler. Do it for your wife. Do it for your, uh, for your baby that's on the way. Do it for your team. Do it for Hockey Town. Do it for us. Do it for fucking us. Come on. We need yeah, you, Tyler. Know. We need you. You're a key, buddy. You're a yeah, fucking it's... key. And I know you're not listening, and we're still talking to you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see what else I got. Yeah, let's do prospect talk real quick. Okay, I got this. Boom. First off, I wanted to start before you even had mentioned anything about that. The Edmonton Oil Kings, backstopped by Sebastian Cosa. Yes, sir. Are just a wagon in the WHL right now. And I got to assume that they're going, okay, Cosa's gone next year. They are going for it. They just acquired this Carson Golder kid from Victoria, who's a good good defenseman. Um. Luke Prokop, who's the Nashville prospect who had came out of the closet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was a third-round pick by Nashville. This kid, I've watched him play for Calgary over the years, the Hitman. Um, this kid, he's big, man. He's he's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He might be 230 pounds, and he's 19. He's a hell of a good defenseman, so they, they picked him up in a trade. And, and they have uh, Dylan Gunther also, who yep. Arizona just picked ninth overall in this past draft. Uh, he, I mean, he had fucking – last year in the shortened season, he played 12 games. He had fucking 24 points. <laughs> also, I'm looking at uh, Kosa's stats right now. Seven games. He's got a 1.28 and a .951. Yep. Yeah. What? And, hey, he's allowed nine goals, but he's faced 183 shots. Yeah, I mean, that'll give you a, a 951, bro. That is elite. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the WHL, but like that is. Hey, buddy, that, that's that's what counts, though, right? The juniors is what counts for him. And Can you imagine if he had a 951 in like the queue where there's like a million shots a game? We'd be like, all right, get him up. <laughs> yeah, see, the, the, the thing that was always the, the what I always thought like growing up and. Uh, you know, like, it'd be a good thing uh, if Kyle comes back on and talk to him about it. Um, the queue is always um, less defensive. And they I don't, don't want to defense in I, the queue. And I don't want to knock defensemen that come out of the queue. But, no. uh, you know, because there's good ones like Chris Letang. And, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and that's why Crosby, like, Crosby wouldn't have did what got us. He would have done what he did, but he wouldn't have got as many points along the way. Playing in the OHL, um, yeah, where, yeah. where the goaltenders are better, or playing in the WHL where defensemen rule, big, big, burly, fucking, you know, Brent Burns, fucking, yeah, yeah. kind of fucking defenseman, uh, you know, that'll fucking just eat you for lunch, you know, Dion Phaneuf of the world. That, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah so totally but but then you go back like 
Quebec was the goalie factory, you know, like when, when I was growing up and pretty much when you were growing up too, you know, Bois, Broder, Luongo, uh, you know, like name most goalies. They were from fucking Quebec. Marc-Andre Fleury even. But, uh, but, you know, we're seeing less and less big name goalies from Quebec and still the big, uh, the big point guys are coming out of Quebec. Yeah. Um, other prospects, uh, second at the top, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't recognize his name at all, but he's got the most points so far in the prospect pool. Alexander Kadekin. Oh, Kadekin. He, uh, he is, um, uh, I don't think he'll ever come to North America. How old is this guy? Like 20? He's a captain on, uh, in the KHL. He's got to be a little bit older. Yeah. Um, I think he's a guy that's on a long, long term deal. Oh, okay. Um, and he's it's just kind of, yeah. it's just kind of known that yeah he's he's not going to come over, but he's a guy that uh, is a Russian, and I believe we retain his rights forever. So right. you know, if he ever did want to come over, even if it was you know in 2027, he would have to sign with Detroit. Yeah, um, and and Tatayev is another guy like that. Do you think he's going to make the NHL at some point, Tatayev? Uh, I I I would like. I wish there was somewhere I could see Griffin's games because I'd like to see some of the you know, especially because we got a good a good pool of guys down there that yeah, are going to really definitely good. be possible stars in the in the National League. I would like to, uh, you know, I think what he did. Okay, so he's got two assists in two games with Grand Rapids. I, th- I think he was phenomenal during uh, training camp and hey, exhibition and and the prospect thing. Oh yeah, fucking Kareels for real. Uh, yeah, I hope um, you know he's a small guy, but like uh, we had talked about before, he's uh, he grew up with Pavel Datsuk, uh, not with Pavel Datsuk, but Pavel Datsuk kind of teaching him and going to Pavel Datsuk hockey schools and that stuff. Uh, not saying he's the next Pavel Datsuk, but he's a late round draft pick, and so is Pav. Yeah. But, you Small know, maybe guy, maybe we just got to wait on him a couple years. I mean, he was drafted only two years ago. So, you know, hey, maybe we just got to wait. You know, he's 21. And all we have is time right now, too. So, it's like. Exactly. Yeah. If he, if he, if he tears up the AHL for two years, hey, get him, get him on board. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, other prospect news. Soderblom's got five goals in five games. Wallander got his first goal today for Rogel. I saw uh, that. That was a beauty. Yeah, Edmondson looks really good. Uh, the highlight, you, you can totally disagree with me because I think this is something that I noticed. You maybe probably want to focus on the score maybe a little bit more, but I was watching um, a couple highlights today, and his defense like looks so much better than last year. Like, um, He looks so smooth. Uh, are you talking about Edmondson? Edmondson, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I guess I haven't really paid too much attention. I've seen a couple videos, but I guess I haven't really paid too much attention to put up uh, any kind of an argument. But I would definitely believe you if you say that his fucking defense looks better, uh, because that's what I've heard from Nick, Cron- uh, you know, read that Nick Cronwall has said about him. Yeah, and um, another thing I just like Google when I was looking up like stats, saw a video of Hakan Anderson saying that he was surprised that uh, Edmondson was still there when they drafted him, and regardless, he was their guy. So good to see that there. Uh, we talked about it before too. Like we pretty much knew that Detroit was on a mission to get uh, Edmonton. So cool to see that confirmed. Cool to see that he's playing really well. Uh, I mean, he'll be in the NHL probably 2023. 
Eh, if he's not in next year, buddy. Yeah. I mean, he might, depending on how everything goes this year. And, um, you know, uh, I, I could see a world where if we have like a really bad year. Obviously, we're going to be picking top five or like a decent year. We're picking like 12, 13, 14. Maybe an acquisition in the offseason pushes him back a year. Um, maybe like a guy like Nick Letty comes back in or something like that. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Best, uh, best case scenario, we end up with Shane Wright. Oh, yeah, uh, and I want our word. Fucking Brad Lambert. Yeah, Brad Lambert would be so sick too. That that's our that's that's our worst case scenario. That's as that's as bad as it can get. Just Brad Lambert because I feel like they're the same. Like, I, depending what Lambert does this year, like man, he could be the fucking first overall pick. I, I mean, yeah, that's you know, I, and, I, and and it, we're gonna get a fucking show of him at the World Junior Championships. I'm yes. sure he's and Finland's usually kind of a you know a team that's on a bubble to be a medal, and now they got him just be a fucking wagon with this guy. They will be. Yeah, 100%. and uh, it's like yeah, you know, I I'll put fifty bucks that fucking Finland would met right now that Finland medals, bronze, silver, or gold, but they're gonna get one of them. I can see that for sure. Um, that's all I had for prospects. Uh, actually, you know what? One more thing about prospects. Uh, Liam Deller Nilsson is leading, um, <laughs> possible Red Wings players in the future. He's got thir- or, uh, 11 points in 13 games, um, total this season. So, I mean, pretty fucking solid. I really love that we have Liam Nielsen. <laughs> I know. I know. It's perfect. I will find you, goaltender, and I will score on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will find your weakness, and I will exploit it. Uh, I have a particular set of skills. They involve <laughs> sniping from a long range. I, I haven't seen him play at all. I don't even know like what his game's like. I haven't either. Um, and he's a fifth-round pick, but yeah, I've heard that. I mean, I've seen a couple of videos of a couple goals uh, and a couple setups, but... Uh, yeah, he's he's already played uh, a lot of hockey this year. He's already played 16 games between, uh, you know, playing for Frölunda and uh, and Sweden under 20 and Frölunda's junior club also. Holy shit! Yeah, he's played like three places so far. Um, actually, you know what? I did want to mention Joe Valeno. He looks really good. Um, and Berger too. They both look really good. They're both like point of. Point plus games. Point a game. Okay, plus sorry. Games. I just realized fucking Liam Dower Nielsen's a fucking Frolunda player too. Yeah, yeah. They got fucking about, right? Dower Nielsen, Soderblom, uh, Edvinson, and fucking Niederback. And then no, no wonder Cronwall fucking is there all the time because the fucking the top four prospects are all playing on the same fucking team. Yeah, it's and the Cron- junior Red Wings. And, yeah. and Cronwall, uh, Cronwall said he tries to get on the ice with him four or five times a week. I wonder how he's skating right now. Probably the same. Just a beast. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mantha just scored, actually, against New Jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. What the f- – I'm sitting here, and I don't even – and I'm staring at a blank fucking TV. Yeah, I've been watching games. I can't believe you're doing that. Yeah, no, cause, just because I get fucking stoned. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got anything else before we wrap uh, this, this portion? No, not really. Fucking cool. – All right. Go fucking Edmonton Oil Kings, Sebastian Cosa, fucking wagon. Yeah. The wagon. Um, yeah, all right, well, we'll be back. 
uh, in two periods. So we'll wrap up there. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you, buddy. All right. Here we go. We are um, watching the game right now, like nine and a half minutes left. Um, I mean, this is a fucking game that you fall asleep to so far. <laughs> yeah, it's been boring. Um, it's You know what? But there's been some takeaways. Guys have been playing good. Uh, like I talked about earlier, fucking, uh, I said to you earlier there, Blake Coleman didn't fool fucking Cider at all there. That was, that was in the second period. Fucking Coleman went one way and it was almost like Cider was just like, yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to stand right here and take the puck from you though. Yeah. I think Mo has been the best player a hundred percent tonight. Um, and I'll be oh honest. man, Raymond's had chances. He has, he has, yes. He's like so close to assisting or bearing a lot of a lot of shots tonight, a lot of a lot of uh, opportunities. Also, Nedeljkovic uh, looks good too. Um, yeah, he's made a lot one, of good saves. A lot of good saves. Yeah, like that one goal was. I don't want to say lucky, but it was just unfortunate. Um, besides that, though, like yeah, played pretty well. Um, defense, I think, is kind of where we thought it would be going into the year, where it's kind of weak. Um, it, it, it's shaky at best. Yeah. Shaky at best. Not a lot of puck control, even from the forwards, too. And a lot, a lot of turnovers, which is killer. You know what? Stahl's played good tonight. Stahl has played well, dude. I mean, I, I mean, it's not that it's not expected from him. The guy's been one of the better defensemen in the league for, the you know, his entire 16-year career. But, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a big boy, and he's lost a step, and it happens to some guys. But... Uh, you know, he still offers the experience, and he's still a hell of a good defenseman. Yeah, he's a guy you want in your locker room, especially like where the Red Wings are right now. And um, I don't know, last year, there was times where it's like, oh, God, Mark Stahl's out. Like, this is going to be a turnover to a goal probably. But, yeah, this year, like, I feel a lot more, like, comfortable with him on the ice, especially with Heronic, too, so. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I haven't really noticed a Kaiser out there, I don't even think, one time. Uh, Lindstrom, Lindstrom's hockey. been all right, and, and Cider's been fucking lights out, man. Yeah, I think that bet for uh, Cider for Calder is looking better every day. And yeah, and uh, like fucking Stetcher and Osterley are sitting in the press box like, we're never getting in the fucking lineup, buds. See, I don't get – I know we talk about like Stahl's like playing well for his age and all that, but I, I, don't, I still just don't get how you keep Stetcher out of the lineup. You can't even trade him at this point. Well, well, Stetcher wouldn't be stall though because they play off. Uh, they, they play opposite sides. I th- like. I didn't realize that Lindstrom was going to step up and be as good or better than Stetcher to keep Stetcher out of the lineup to start the season. Maybe that's maybe that is the call that if they are playing like somewhat, you know, like equal skilled games, you probably favor the younger guy in Lindstrom, like one of your homegrown guys too. But at the same time, you can't. At this rate, you literally can't trade Stetcher. He's not playing games. He has no trade value. So, like, uh, maybe that's well, not where their heads are at. But not well, not right now. He doesn't have trade value, right? But um, but when somebody gets hurt, or you know, a team yeah. gets a couple of injuries, all of a sudden they're hurting for a defenseman, and Stetcher's available. But yeah, yeah, I guess we got to see him play more. But I'm sure he's still gonna play. Like. A legit NHL defenseman too. It's not like he's he's not a garbage player. Here comes Mo, Attaboy. What's what's your game clock at? I don't want to. Uh, uh, I'm at eight fifteen right now. Okay, let me pause this for about ten seconds then. Yeah, but I mean, 
I'd say overall not of area. Neil oh, I just, game, I just seen what you meant by fucking good job by Mo. Yeah, All right. I'm, at, I'm at eight minutes right now. Ah, oh, beautiful. So am I. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like Bertuzzi looks. Yeah, he still looks like a good player. It's not like he has the magic like he had before. Like the whole team doesn't have that magic, but well, to be expected. I mean, you, you know, even if you know, it's not like it's it's gone. I mean, you just can't have it 82 times. Oh yeah, no way. Here we go. A little bit of fire here, Larkin. And... But but fuck, the Nadalkovic looks good. He does look good. And I mean, you know, compared to ranking with Detroit, Calgary's a, a, I would call a better team. See, honestly, watching this game, I'd say like but, no, no. But I mean, coming into the season on paper, you oh, would say yeah, Calgary's. A, uh, I don't know that Calgary is a playoff team. No, but so. but they're a better team than Detroit. Yeah, or, or they they should be realistically right now. Yeah, I'd say watching this game just from the eye test, they're pretty even. Five on five, I'd probably give Detroit the advantage, but like special teams, Calgary's by far the better team. Yeah, and I mean, people can't forget that you know we we really three of our better players are rookies right now: Cider, Raymond, and Nedeljkovic. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we can't be expecting everything of Cider and Raymond right now. They're still just rookies. Yeah. Um, they just Tell- ran across the bench, and I saw Giovanni. That guy just looks unreal in a Red Wings uniform. I hope he stays here for, like, 10, ten more years. He's awesome. This guy, yep. And, and you know what? I wanted everyone to hear what I said to you earlier. I said, you know, I love him because you think you're getting a Darren McCarty. And then all of a sudden, he once in a while he'll show these flashes of absolute greatness. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. And I mean, he he doesn't do it often, but he does it. So it's like you you got a good hockey player here. Yeah, and and if he could if he could learn to stand in front of the net and take the beatings that Thomas Holmstrom used to take, man. Where did he play junior at? Was he in Erie? Giovanni? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he played with Fabry and Bertuzzi and um, Suter. Yeah, you're right. He was on the second line. Oh, wow. He played in Barry, then he played in Guelph, then he also played in Kitchener. Oh, okay, got it. So yeah. he... They said it, like, on one of the broadcasts. As soon as he said Guelph, it reminded me, yeah, he played on the same team as... Uh, Burton, those guys. Yeah. See, Z- um, I like Zadina too. Zadina is like, he, he's definitely more of a presence than, well, I, last year he was really good. I, I I think he took a big step last year, but like, he's definitely noticeable. Uh, this who, game. Who, who's that, sorry? Uh, Zadina. Oh, absolutely. Zadina's been uh, very well, done very well today. What do you think about Suter so far? I like him. He's good. He's uh, He hustles. He's always giving it. Yeah, he is. I like him a lot. He's got a lot of upside, too. Such a young kid. Well, second year of the league. Yeah. 